Good Monday morning. Gracie and I are, well, me more than her, are up, up really early taking in the sunrise and uh, studying, just preparing for Bible study this week. And last week, I actually taught a lesson on the rejected heart because as you know my pickleball journey has been a lot about rejection and it really calls me to kind of dig into this heart and I'm definitely going to revise the reclaiming your heart book and add the rejected heart in there but I remembered a precious girl who lived her whole growing up years with her mother telling her she was never wanted. And at one of our women only weekend experiences, we do this exercise with a heart where you rip a heart. It's a, a, just an exercise we do. And I found her alone in the chapel when the night was over and she was just weeping and she had tried to tape her heart back together. And I just let her know that never in our self-sufficiency can we do what only God can do. And as I kind of just uh, studied and prepared this lesson, I realized that rejection can enter in all different ways, from our parents to uh, our, maybe we grew up with a disability, maybe we grew up in a certain race or ethnicity that encountered uh, ridicule or rejection, maybe we rejected at school, maybe when we got married we were rejected by a spouse or later in life had been rejected by our children. I know there's a lot of rejection now for jobs because of age. I've been watching it with friends and family members. And some of us have been rejected by the church. And so it can foster all different kinds of behaviors. We can run like I wanted to do when I was rejected on the pickleball court that day when it hit that, that place in me. I just wanted to flee. I didn't. Uh, I went back again and again, and because the Lord told me, do not let this be stolen from you. Some of us, I've seen people who, if they think they're going to lose at a game, they'll quit the game midstream instead of losing because losing feels like rejection. I've seen people get in very unhealthy relationships or have porn addictions or food addictions um, medication addictions because of rejection. So it has a lot of different variables, but what I realized because God spoke it to me in dealing with this in my own heart was the lie behind it is God doesn't see me. And that is a lie. So if you are struggling with rejection uh, I want to read this over you because it comes from a man who knew rejection and his name was David. David was rejected by his own dad. When Samuel came with uh, an assignment from the Lord to anoint the next king of Israel, he tells him to go to Jesse's house. 
And when Samuel says, I'm here to see your sons, uh, he forgets one. So when Samuel's going down the line of all his boys, he's like, these ain't it. You got another one? He's like, well, oh yeah, there's the, you know, the youngest one out in the field doing the work. Well, I've got all these, all my other boys, you know, standing here in front of you. And it was David. David was the king, the one the father rejected. And then the man who could have been a surrogate father to him, Saul, who he wanted to love like a father, didn't just reject him, but sought to kill him for years till he was hiding in caves. And I have to believe from what I read in Psalm 139 that David was battling the lie does God see me? And this was like his announcement to the schemes of the enemy. I'm going to declare to you how God sees me. So if you're battling the rejected heart, I am here to read this over you this morning of how extravagantly the God of heaven and earth sees you in the words of a man who knew what rejection felt like and this was how he declared god sees him oh lord you have searched me thoroughly and have known me you know when i sit down and when i rise up my entire life everything i do you understand my thoughts from afar you scrutinize my path and my lying down and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways even before there is a word on my tongue still unspoken, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all. You want to talk about being seen? You've enclosed me behind and before, and you've placed your hand upon me. Such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high above. I cannot reach it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, the netherworld, the place of the dead, behold, you're there too. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will take hold of me. Surely the darkness will cover me and the night will be the only light around me, I could say. But even the darkness is not dark to you and conceals nothing from you. But the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. For you form my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed as if embroidered, I love this, the Amplified version, as if embroidered with many colors to the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me, when as yet there was not one of them even taking shape. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O oh God, how vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I am awake, I am still 
with you. If you ever doubt if you are seen by the living God of heaven and earth, just read Psalm 137. It is a lie from the enemy. Speak truth to that lie on this Monday morning.